right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, it's not going to be that. It's not even going to be an episode of Piecing It Together. What it is, is I'm going to repost a conversation I had over on LA Podfidential with multiple-time Piecing It Together guest co-host Chauncey Talese talking about our most anticipated movies of fall 2023. It's been a weird year, and it's going to continue to be a weird year with the strikes going on and everything, and Really, it's so hard to say what we're looking forward to because we don't even know what's really going to come out. But we had a fun conversation talking about, you know, the things that are on the release schedule and that we are looking forward to and that hopefully we'll get to see. And hopefully those strikes uh, come to some good conclusions as things continue forward. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're going to play today is this episode of L.A. Podfidential. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed to L.A. Podfidential. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together. And you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show, and I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot of these movies during the rest of 2023. All right, let's get to this conversation. Welcome back to a very special episode of LA Confidential. My name is Chauncey Talese, and I write about the preseason struggling Rams for LAFBnetwork.com. It is a wonderful website. Check out all our wonderful preseason content. Today is our biannual tradition, uh, where I am joined by Piecing It Together's Dave Rosen to break down our uh, most anticipated movies for the second half of 2023. Dave, how are you doing? I am great, and I am hopefully going to get excited about some movies. Yeah, honestly, like with the strikes going on and the studios not willing to pay, we saw Dune 2 move. So I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to do with this list? But, you know, when you're kind of looking around, there's actually still a lot of stuff to be excited about. A lot of big filmmakers still have movies to put out, um, some of which we haven't seen a movie from them in a long, long time. Yeah, uh, we have true. a couple. We have a couple of big commercial plays that, you know, if things break right, could be really good. And. Um, you know, there's still a lot of plenty of on the horizon. Isn't all just Barbenheimer and then falling off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, uh, we've got a few potential, uh, Barbenheimer weekends coming up, but, uh, I don't know if any of them will be quite that big, but no, Saw Patrol isn't happening. Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't think so. Not quite. Uh, but yeah, you know, the, the strike will loom over the rest of the year for sure. And it's like, I don't know. It's hard to say with any degree of certainty that, things are going to stay where they are. But I mean, like you said, like it's kind of looking like at this point, the delays that have happened, that's what's going to be delayed. And, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully things stick from here on out. Yeah. And I think for the next like two and a half weeks, we have like like, Toronto and Venice and Telluride all happen. So like, will there be stuff that we are not even expecting? Sure. Like, uh, Oh yeah. I remember they were making that movie and all of a sudden it's like uh, an audience front runner and like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I only have like one like small indie on my list. Um, and oh. a, lo- a lot of them kind of, you know, they pop out of nowhere and it's like, oh, wow, I can't wait for that. But like there was nothing that like really like jumped out at me while I was trying to make my list. But I'm sure there will be a lot of things that 
as as the rest of the year goes on, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, the, knock some of this big stuff off. Who cares? Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a couple. Of, I don't want to have to put this on the list because I it's like because there's nothing here. But luckily, I found enough to where I don't have to pretend I'm like super pumped for Exorcist Believer. Oh God. I know. I'm like, I, I, I feel bad saying that. I'm like, I like, because I love The Exorcist and we just lost William Friedkin, but like, ah, I didn't like the Halloween reboot at all. And yeah. Yeah. Like, this is going to be more of the same, I guess. And I don't care. It looks so bad. I know. I'm like, damn it. David Gordon Green McBride. Like, why? This is like, I get it, but you know, you could be doing better things. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay, we're gonna give a give our list of ten movies. Um, starting now, Dave, what was your first pick? All right, my first, my number ten is mm-hmm. the indie I was talking about. It's called Good Boy. Oh, uh, yeah, comes out limited release nine eight. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going wide, um, but this one looks really really weird um, about a, uh, a a. A couple like a newly couple uh that start dating and it turns out that the one has somebody living with them who is just all the time living as a dog Mm. and uh it looks insane and um i i don't know what to what to make of it i'm not even sure of the tone necessarily but when i heard that that synopsis i was like yeah i'm I'm down okay and who's who's the director on this one you know what? That's a good question. I, I did not write it down. It's foreign. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I had not heard of the director. So I was like, does Yorgos have a brother? <laughs> right. It definitely sounds like something like that. God, I don't even know if I'd be able to pronounce the director's name. It's got like one of those O's with a slash through it. So, oh. uh, yeah. But um, Some Scandinavian shit. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I'm excited, though. Um, I'm excited for this one. It looks really messed up. Okay, man, that's a great start. I was not prepared for that, and I love it because right. that one's obviously not on my list, so we're not going to cross that much. Uh, my number, my number ten, just because we haven't seen anything from it, but just sight unseen premise and premise actors and directors. I'm in um, the Bike Riders. This is mm-hmm. Jeff Nichols' first movie since Loving. Um, it's got Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, uh, uh, Boyd Holbrook, who is crushing it on Justified City Primeval right now. Nice, uh, yeah. So I'm like. A cool man and a cool man. I'm in. Like it's about a '50s biker gang. That's all I need to know. Absolutely. I I will just say that the bike riders makes an appearance higher up on my list. I know. I just had to go with this one just because there's like no footage. So I'm like, well, you know, like I it's I can't get excited about something I haven't seen. But I'm like, I'm hyped for this. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. What's your number nine? Number nine is Napoleon, the new Ridley Scott film. I'll be out. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekends, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Vanessa Kirby. Um, it's it's going to be awesome. I mean, Ridley Scott has been on a roll lately. You know, even his bad stuff is great. And mm-hmm. like it's, I I don't know how you could not be excited for it. I love the posters. I love how it has that like almost punk rock font mm-hmm. for, for some reason. I'm just like, what exactly is going on with this movie? Um, I don't even particularly think the trailer looks that good, but it's Ridley Scott and I can't wait. Yeah. It's kind of amazing that like at, at his age, he can just do like epic battle scenes in his sleep, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause like last duel, it's like, yeah, we're just going to open with a huge battle in the middle of a field. Why not? Yeah. Like do it. He can just do yeah, he can just do these at will and I, and it's insane. And yeah, Joaquin Phoenix looks like looks like he's game. Vanessa Kirby looks like she's got a lot to do. Like she's not just gonna be like the wife. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it doesn't seem like it's going to just be a straight like um you know womb to tomb story. Right. Uh 
And I'm very curious what Ridley Scott has to say because he, you know, is a very much um, anti-aristocracy filmmaker. Sure, yeah. Like the vast, I would say the vast majority of his films are about like taking down some structural a structural norm. So I want to see what his Napoleon take is. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's gonna like feel in a piece with uh, with the Last Duel. It's gonna be like almost like maybe there'll be some kind of like unofficial trilogy kind of thing going on once he mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what he does next. But uh, has he announced anything yet or no? Probably uh, not. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, Napoleon is like eight on my list. I'm excited for this, and it's uh, theaters, and then later, uh, like a month later, on Apple, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good for Apple. Like they hit that, and another movie is going to be on our list. Okay, what's your number eight? Number eight uh, uh, might be controversial pick here, but uh, let's go with Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. No, Um, I, I, uh, I, I don't tend to love Zack Snyder's work, but I'm always excited for Zack Snyder's work. I, I think that he makes stuff that is so, I mean, they, they throw the word visionary around all the time. Mm. I think it fits for Zack Snyder and whether his movies are fully successful, that's another story, but it's always interesting to see what he's going to do. And this being his own, you know, I I'm going to use air quotes since everyone's listening here, but uh, mm. you know, original idea. Uh, it looks like a million other things, but it is his own original idea from the ground up. And so I'm really curious to see what he comes up with. with this. My thing with that, like, yeah, I don't, I don't care if it looks derivative of other things. Like you can point to anything that look even that we like that you can think, Oh, that was easily, they saw star Wars like, or, Oh, they saw this. That's okay. I mean, that's what your podcast is all about. Actually. Of course. Yep. Uh, that's yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be a, a puzzle piece gold mine for you. I imagine. Oh yeah. But, he just, he, he just said that uh, uh, Brazil is a literal inspiration for the film. So uh, I'm calling dibs on that one already. <laughs> my one, my one like thing of the Zack Snyder original is um, sucker punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the last time he made an original film. And I'm like, okay, like I, I see what your influences are, but like, this isn't like, this is more of a video game than a movie. Yeah. Like, so may, I don't know, maybe he breaks out of that. Maybe the Netflix of it all um, is, you know, more, more emboldening to him. Like actually, wait, it was, um, what's it called? Um, the army of the dead or is that original or is that based on something? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm not sure. Cause I know they made a comic, but I think that was his, thing too mm, like as okay. part of it so like i don't think that really would count as an adaptation no um so yeah i guess it is original and it was terrible so <laughs> that's where i'm like i feel like with him it's we keep waiting for like okay like like with a nolan thing where it's like okay he's done his like genre stuff now he's like you know really taking all those tools and putting them to something you know bigger and he just doesn't which is yeah both fine but also like the visionary thing i think is a little bit um overrated on that yeah maybe but hey maybe. but hey, it's your know. list uh my next one um i'm gonna go with uh it's a little lower on my list than i thought but my bradley cooper's maestro mm-hmm. uh, like it's one of those i've been we've been waiting for this one for a while we've been waiting to see something more than a still of him and the old ma- the old man makeup and i saw the trailer and i'm like this looks okay like I'm hoping this is some there's like more to this. Like I know it's just a teaser, but like I want to know what Scorsese and Spielberg both were like gaga over as yeah. far as like the story. Like I, it just looks like a like a standard biopic that's just going to be scored really well and acted really well. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know what to think. It does make an appearance up my list um and I'll talk about it more once we get to it, but uh yeah, the 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 teaser definitely doesn't do that much for it but just the fact that 
a star is born was so good and bradley mm-hmm. cooper directing again i mean if nothing else that should get everybody excited you're exactly right i'm just like i want to see a little bit more but like yeah. i'm sure we'll find out soon enough because it's it's having its big premiere at venice i think in about a month yeah so by then we'll know like okay actually this is this is more than just like a a, a biopic about leonard bernstein and his like toward a uh, toward relationship with his wife yeah absolutely what you got next Another biopic. Uh, we are going with Michael Mann's Ferrari. Yeah, this one's a lot higher on my list, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all, another one that we haven't really seen much of yet. We've got that, that still of Adam Driver, but uh, other than that, we haven't really seen much. Uh, we did get that quote that there's some like insane violence in it as well. But uh, Car crash, specifically. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, (laughs) I am not a car guy, but I like Michael Mann, and I like the cast, so uh, I'm in. Michael Mann with cars is usually a good bet. I mean, Collateral, he's got some good car shit. Um, There's like a Miami Vice. Sure, sure. And that's more boat, boat, but he can can film a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's his first movie since, since... Black Hat. So I'm very curious to see because he's been building to this one for a while. Neon picked it up. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know if they're just doing it because it's like, hey, we got a Michael Mann movie or like they mean business because Neon doesn't usually throw a lot of money around. So if they picture sure. something up, they must really believe in it, you know? Yeah, it's and an interesting usually, uh, pairing for sure. Yeah, they usually have a pretty good, uh, good barometer as far as far as taste goes. Mm-hmm. Give or yeah. give or take a triangle of sadness. But I understand the, the calculus there. <laughs> Trying little sadness rules. I, I just couldn't get there, man. I'm like, it's one of those like I'm watching, like I get it. Like I just wanted something a little more. I don't know what mm. I don't know what, but like it, it just kind of it fell flat for me. I loved it, but it did not belong in the Oscars. That's what I'll say. Well, there's always going to be the one international. Like that branch is really strong, so that every every year one one person's going to get in it. That we're like, are we sure? But okay, <laughs> what are we doing? All right, my next one is um, Gareth Edwards, the creator. Nice. I'm a huge Gareth Edwards guy. I bought in big with Monsters, um, and I loved his Godzilla movie. He is an he is one of the rare action uh, action directors that has a sense of scale. Like mm-hmm. Rogue One is a good um, demonstrator of that. Godzilla really shows that. And he hasn't made a movie in a long, long time. And this one, it's an original sci-fi story. I mean, I'm sure you, there, this is another p- puzzle piece galore for you. Sure. Because I can see a hundred different things that he's drawing from, but the visuals look really cool. Uh, John David Washington, I, I, I'm a huge fan of. Um, and I just like the vibe. Like, I'm, I'm into this, and I'm sure he's going to deliver some really awesome set pieces. Yeah, I think so, too. This probably would have been my number 11. Like, it didn't make my list, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it does have a great trailer. And the one thing that I will say about it is, like, you know, not counting uh, Rebel Moon because, you know, it's really mainly just going to be on Netflix. Like, this is like the only big theatrical action thing we're getting the rest of the year, it feels like. Um, I uh, mean, there's 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 the Marvels, uh, yeah. you know, and I don't know. There might be another superhero thing, is there? I don't Mm-mm. think so. No, uh, no, Aquaman's still sticking around in December. Yeah, but we haven't seen anything for that, which I was like, I would have been, I would have thought by Blue Beetle, we'd have gotten a teaser at least. I, I don't believe that it's happening. Quite well, it's like they moved Dune, so I'm like, okay, and they're like, no, no, they said, no, no, we're keeping Wonka and we're keeping uh, um, uh, Aquaman in December. Well, we promise, and it's Color Purple, like we're crazy. We're a, a big Warner Brothers December since there's no Dune. 
It's crazy. So yeah, I mean, the creator is like the big action moment of the rest of the year. So hopefully it's good. Yeah, I hope I hope so. And I really want to if it and if it is, I want to see what else he gets to do because it's been way too long since he's made a movie and he's yeah. a really, a really talented director. I know the Rogue One stuff like kind of bogged him down, but like I don't think it was like as much of him getting fired as people think. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I I'm wondering if he just needed a breather after after being in the Star Wars machine. What's Probably. your next one? Number six, uh, a little movie called Killers of the Flower Moon by oh. a guy named Martin Scorsese. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I can't wait. It I, looks so good. I know. The cast is it's incredible. Been, it's been on our list for uh, since we started doing these. Like, I realized, <laughs> like, it's something like, we're finally getting to cross this one off. Like, I have been progressively crossed Asteroid City off the list finally. Pinocchio yeah, off finally. Yeah. I'm like, cool, we can finally not stop talking about Killers of the Flower Moon and just see it already. Yep, yep, finally. Um, hopefully this opens in theaters uh, and like more of a full release. I, I know it's supposed to, but I don't know if it's limited or not. Um, no, they're going big. It's, I think it's, it's October, isn't it? Like, I think it's because it's um, the closing night movie at the New York Film Festival in like late September mm. or early October, whichever it falls. And then it's like the big premiere. Like, it's going to go wide. Well, I have no doubt that it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait. I mean, the word on the street after, because it was at Cannes, was pretty positive. And the one surprise, not not surprising, but just like, oh, that's interesting, is that De Niro is like the big acting performance. Like him and Lily Gladstone are the two. They're like, hey, like, the, like watch out for De Niro. That like, is surprising, yeah. actually, because, yeah, it seems like everything was around the other two, uh, you know, DiCaprio and uh, Jesse Plemons. But Well, Jesse Plemons' character, like, is more prominent in the book, but, like, in the movie, it's more like he shows up in the third act. Hmm. Because, like, the book is more the procedural, like, who like who committed these murders kind of thing, whereas yeah. the movie, the, like, Scorsese, like, I wanted to tell a different story because there's, like, way more meat on this bone than just, like, your standard procedural and how the FBI got created. Mm, yeah which is sort of the prem- sort of the premise of the book but he found something else so well, hey good for sure. lemons though absolutely his second scorsese yeah yeah and he was so good in the irishman I he's love so it. fun in the irishman <laughs> um and i'm glad it's like de niro still got his fastball you guys you just wait he's like a menacing piece of shit and i'm like cool we haven't seen that in a while actually oh yeah like when you think about it like when's the last time there's been like pure de niro villain yeah, no, it's been a long time. I'm not even sure, to be honest. I, yeah, maybe, um, what's the movie? Godsend, or he's the doctor, but even, but I don't know if that's like total malevolence, even. Hmm. Remember Godsend? Or yeah. like I, the I couple, that. nobody did, but I just remember it was one of those like the ads would run all the time on TV. Hmm. You know, like, like, oh, okay, like they, he brings back their son. And it's like, no, no, but he's not your son. It's like, it's yeah, kind of like yeah, that's right. thing. Mm, that's right. What about Rocky and Bullwinkle? That's uh, Nero in villain mode, right? He was, fear- he was fearless leader in that. I think technically he uh, winds up being the bad guy in Hide and Seek. Ah, remember hide, remember hide and Seek? There you go. Uh, I think I might be mixing up Hide and Seek and the movie you were just talking about. But no, know. no. God, well, Godson, yeah, he's a doctor and like the kid like the kid dies and like the parent. Like, he's like, I have a procedure. We can bring him back. And then it's like, but I got to warn you. He won't entirely be your son. And hide a and weird seek's career. Like, just so many random different like side roads he's done. Um, he, he's you know he said hey, I got bills to pay like you know I yeah. have a, I have a couple of restaurants and you know I have expenses at home like you know it happens. Yeah, that's true. I mean you know he, I get it. <laughs> my, my next one um, is uh, the Iron Claw. 
It's um, from the filmmaker who did Marcy May Marlene. He okay. does not, he does not work very often. I forget. I'm off of the hand. I don't have his name next to me. I apologize. But it's a movie about it's with Zac Efron. It's about the Von Erich wrestling family. Right, right. And like, because that family is a dark. They're considered like a cur- like a cursed family because like tragedy has befallen a, um, a, a plethora of Von Erichs. Yeah. And I'm I, there's been no footage for this one. I think it's a Toronto movie. But I'm very excited for it because, like, I'm a sucker for a good wrestling drama. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a huge fan of the show Heels on Stars. Like, that's how much I. Yeah. I um, and this is a, and if it's one of those, like, if you only make a movie like once, like a decade, basically, um, and you pick this, I want to see why because I really yeah. like Martha, Mar- Martha, Marcy May Marlene. Sure, that's a great movie. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen should have been nominated for it, but that was a wonky year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I forgot about this movie, honestly, uh, when making my list. Um, it does sound really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe throw it on my honorable mentions list as an extra. Yeah, and, and I want to see what Efron does because I'm like, there's something there. Like, I know I, he could probably pull this off, and I'm sure it's going to be really well made. And the wrestling scenes are going to be really well choreographed. For sure. What's next on your list? Number five is a movie that I had removed from my list because I thought it was delayed till next year. But then when I was uh, researching, I found out it was only delayed till December. So I'm really excited. We still get it this year. Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things with Mm -hmm. a ridiculous cast. Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo, Christopher Abbott, Margaret Qualley. Um, It it just sounds so good. It looks so weird. Uh, I, I, don't know too much about it i just know that i've loved everything yorgos has done and i'm in 100 percent. yeah and i'm i'm it looks like him, him doing his version of frankenstein by way of coppola's uh dracula sure just there the way go. like the background looks like it looks like it's an old movie like done yeah. on a soundstage and yeah. i'm really uh glad emma stone sort of bought into the yorgos of it all mm-hmm. like she, it seems like that he seems like a wagon she's hitching herself to and that's a great move yeah for sure you know, while she be- while she does like other normal normal Emma Stone stuff, she has like her indie person she can go to. Yeah, absolutely. We we also we also get a, uh, a sanctuary reunion uh, with this one with Christopher Abbott and Margaret Qualley. Uh, oh they yeah, were, they were both fantastic in that earlier this year. And Defoe, man, he looks like he's having a, the time of his life. I mean, he yeah. always does, but like this is one of those. I'm like, oh, he must have like been dying to do this. Yeah, for sure. Like it's one hundred percent in his wheelhouse. That was on my list, so I I won't include it. Um, my next one though is another one that I didn't think we were getting uh, ever because it just kept getting punted and punted and punted and punted. But it's finally premiering at Toronto. I believe it's going to be coming out in theaters in November or yeah, I think November or December. Actually, it's uh, Taika Waititi's next goal wins. Mm, yeah. I've been waiting for this one forever. We finally got the trailer, and I'm like, oh, this is exactly the movie I want. Like, this is what I wanted it to be. It's a, it is, it's a, your normal sports movie. Michael Fassbender is a disgraced coach. He has to coach American Samoa, who had the long, uh, the longest losing streak in uh, world soccer and had like uh, lost a game where they lost like 50 to nothing or whatever. And he has, and he's like a drunk. He has to go there and uh, build them into shape, and they end up fixing him while he fixes the team. Like it, it looks like your typical sports movie, but like it's got that ta- uh, that Taika flavor that people forget exists. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was talking about this with a friend last, and I'm like, I, I know Thor, a Thor: Love and Thunder wasn't, you know, the best. I enjoyed it more than most, but like, I don't think it was a war crime. Nor was <laughs> like I when did the like the worm turned around Jojo Rabbit. I'm like, I don't understand why. Like Jojo is actually a good movie. Like I defend it. Yeah. 
Uh, Jojo Rabbit was fun, um, and I and I still love Ragnarok, but uh, Love and Thunder might actually be a war crime. It's oh. that bad. <laughs> I also am like, I also think that's more of a Chapek problem because he capped it at two hours, and I'm like, I'm I, if that had, movie had 15 minutes more to merit with like certain stuff, like it would have been better. I understand. Don't get me wrong. I understand the complaints, but I'm like, I don't think that's enough to make him like, oh fuck this guy. I don't want him to hear anything. Like, <laughs> Like, okay. It was more of the behind the scenes stuff. All those like Twitter videos they posted, they were just like so I know. Uh, I know, man. I, I get it. Like he's he's he can be a lot and he's yeah. definitely in heat check mode like post Oscar, but this seems like more of like what people wanted from him. Free like, guy also hurt his uh his yeah. like reputation too. Like I know he, he's the worst in that movie. It's just unbelievable. He- with him, it's one of those. I just wonder, like, because he's he seems like he's a workaholic. Like in every interview he's given, it's been a lot of like, yeah, I really need to like slow down. Like I know, but like I got the success so late, and I just don't want to like lose it. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> and like he stretched himself thin. Yeah, but yeah. like, I, and he has an acting part in this, but it doesn't seem like he's like he's not the star. He's like a third, like a third, fourth character. Sure, yeah. that's good. Uh, and I like. I like him on um, uh, Our Flag Means Death. Like, that was a good use of him that mm-hmm. not enough people saw, but I'm glad it's getting it's season two comes out in October, I believe. Right on. Right so, on. So, like, I'm, I'm hoping this is like a rehabilitation for him and it's not like, oh, fuck this guy. Cause it's a bummer. He's, he's one of, he is actually a really good filmmaker. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I will say, I, you know, being negative about Taika, but like, it is a funny trailer and yeah. uh, Michael Fassbender rules. So, uh, yeah. And he's going to show up on one of our lists, I'm sure, if not both. Mm-hmm. Which number four? So I got to say, I was just looking at my list, and somehow I screwed up. Uh, I have nine movies, so let's just say the creator as number four because I uh, okay. I already I already agreed with you. I said it was like my number eleven, so let's make that number four. Screw it. Okay. Well, I'm just going to slot in the killer since we're on the fast bender train. Yeah, that's my next one too. Fincher, <laughs> baby. I don't yeah. even care that it's Netflix. I can put that aside. <laughs> I'm just really happy Fincher's found a home that'll just let him do what he wants. And Fastbender, you know, he hasn't made a movie in a long time. I mean, technically, he made Next Goal Wins and that just got delayed forever. But like, he sure. really hasn't done a movie for a while. Yeah. And um, this is it's an adaptation of a, it's like a graph. It's a graphic novel, right? Uh, yes. Yes. But like it's not like comic booky. It's like just about a serial killer, and Fincher doing serial killers usually uh, results in good shit. Seriously, and He's like three and zero, and he hasn't done like just a straight up movie other than Mank in a while, right? No. And Mank is like its own thing. I mean, Mank is so specifically its own thing. It's like I almost don't count it. Like no, so yeah, it was more. I'd seem more of like a love letter than a movie. Like yeah. I, I wasn't as high on Mank as as a lot of people, but like I understand why he made it. Yeah, God, yeah. I mean, Mindhunter is you know it is what it is, but he hasn't made a, a feature since Gone Girl, which was twenty fourteen. So, nine years. I mean, yeah. if you're, nine years with an asterisk. <laughs> three, yeah, asterisk. three years, three years legally, but like, yeah, I see what yeah. your point. Like, and I haven't even seen a trailer for this. Really, there's just that teaser. Right, and right. I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to see it. I think it's a Venice movie, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll know in about a month, and then it shows up on Netflix late October, I think. Right? Uh, that sounds right. Yep, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, actually, I have November 10th as the release. I don't know if it got delayed. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I think no. It's you know what it is. They're doing it's the theater in October, and then it shows up on Netflix in November. 
Gotcha. That's what gotcha. they're doing with Maestro too, because it's like they put that are putting that around Thanksgiving, like that yeah. holiday week, and then it shows up on on Christmas for on Netflix. Well, shout out to Netflix if they actually put these things in theaters. Uh, I'll give them props for that, dude. That uh, their Glass Onion thing made me so mad because, like, I, I did you see Glass Onion in theaters? I I got to at a press screening. Me too. Yeah. I got to see it. We went on Thanksgiving because uh, like we didn't have our we didn't have the our daughter or, or we didn't have the kids so like we got to we went on thanksgiving to see it and like guess what our theater ate that up man mm-hmm. like who yeah. knew like who knew if you put in a, a, every reveal every like joke just played like gangbusters to a my a fairly pa- crowded theater for thanksgiving day and then all of a sudden just gone yeah like <laughs> just gone who knew who knew david if you put something in theaters and people enjoy it it might Amazing. make money imagine that imagine, imagine that, that. What you got next? All right. Well, uh, I also have the killer at my number three. So um, that that's where I'm at. All right. Um, My number three is Disney's wish. Actually. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Disney person and this look, and it's their hundredth anniversary movie. Um, And this looks really like they're they're doing the musical, but the animation is like half, half computer, half pen and ink. Like you can mm-hmm. like uh, the background is all is like hand drawn animation style. It's a musical, and Chris Pine is playing their first uh, true uh, true blue Disney villain since Tangled. I want to say, interesting. Okay, it's, like he's like he's an evil sorcerer, and he gets to sing. Which you know, when Chris Pine sings, good things happen. Oh yeah, White Hot American Summer, the series. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, say what you want about Into the Woods, but he's good in it. Yeah. Um, and Ariana DeBose is the lead. I really like her. I'm glad, you know, this is technically her first big at bat since winning the Oscar, give or take Westworld. Yeah. Um, so I'm, she seems like she's going to be primed for, Dis- for as a Disney princess. The sound, I have a feeling the sounds are going to be absolutely great. Um, and it's going to be, I don't know if it'll hit frozen numbers, but it'll definitely be um, bigger than Encanto, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. especially because there's going to be fuck all for uh for kids in theaters i mean you'll have trolls um the the the, the third trolls movie which i will be seeing uh whether i like it or not <laughs> but other than that it's kind of a barren wasteland actually like there isn't much for younger audiences and this thing's gonna i think if it if it's good if it's as good as like the trailers make it seem to be it's gonna play like gangbusters and then you get alan Tudor doing another uh, another animal and he's so good at that there you go Right on. Yeah, th- this movie—it's not really on my radar that much, and I guess just this genre—it's not—it's not really my thing. But like, once it comes out and like you know the buzz starts with it, if it seems like it's you know one of the really really exciting ones, I will definitely go see it. So, like, this definitely seems like a, like a, this is where the narrative shifts for Disney animation because mm-hmm. like Pixar, like the, like Elemental, God bless it, like chugged along and chugged along, and now like it's not a bomb anymore. Yeah. Like it's like, hey, Pixar isn't dead, you know. Pete Doctor doesn't need to be ridden out on on the Disneyland monorail. Yeah, it's that, there's something there's something here. And then meanwhile, Disney Animation is can, this could be a similar thing. Like, hey, we did it. Like, you know what? We had a few bumps, but we're back, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, it's it really because I like you know Disney itself. I can I, we have our issues with, but I like Disney Animation by and large. And if they're giving us a real proper Disney villain again. That isn't a twist or just a mis- misguided person that gets, sure. uh, yeah. you know, that's been sort of the back. It's either the John Lasseter. Oh, just kidding. This person was actually the bad guy or it's the, well, they're a villain, but not really like, you know, it's, it's circ- circumstances more of the villain than anything else. Like Encanto, that's how that kind of is. Sure. Sure. Like there isn't of, or there just isn't a villain period. 
Yeah. But this one looks like, you know, mustache twirling villain who's going to have a really killer song or two. <laughs> That's exciting. That, yeah, that does sound good. You're selling this movie to me. Exactly. It's going to hit on all the nostalgia points. And, and you know, it, I, look, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like, I'm sure my daughter's excited for it. So I'm in. What's your number two? Number two is Maestro, which you brought up already, but uh, I will just add Bradley Cooper is so good. And I <laughs> want to see him just go all in on this thing. Um, I honestly, I'm going to have to do a little crash course in Leonard Bernstein. Like, I don't like I'm not as familiar as I should be, especially as a composer um, with, with all of his work. So I'm going to have to just have myself a little crash course before the movie comes out. Um, but I'm sure I have no doubt that this is going to be a worthy follow-up to a star is born. I'm hoping I, it's just one of those. I it's, I, there was like, that's, you know, how like sometimes you see a teacher, like, Oh, I get what this is. Like I'm, I'm in, it was yeah. like that element. It was more like, I don't want to show you a whole lot. Like, we're just going to show you like them, like the, how the makeup's going to look. Yeah. Like, that's which they be definitely it. did. They definitely mm-hmm. did. <laughs> yeah. And like, if it does win best makeup at the Oscars, he's probably winning best actor. Like that's, that, yeah. That worked for Fraser. It worked for um, a couple other people where yeah. it's like, it's that's, that's sort of your pathway. So I'm like, I wonder, but I, it looks like a, a solid follow-up uh, directorially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. My number two is Alexander Payne's the holdovers. Yeah. I was thinking about this one too. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen anything though. Is there a trailer yet? <gasps> you haven't seen the trailer? I have not. No. Okay. David. Here's yeah. the, just the format of the trailer itself. And like, oh, yeah. Payne knows what he's doing. It's done like a 70s, tra- like a 70s trailer. Mm-hmm. Like they use a 70s focus features lo- style logo. Nice. And it's like a, like a sort of like a Don LaFontaine voiceover. Oh, boy. Like these, are, they call it the kids that don't go home at this prep school are called the holdovers. Like it's like oh, that. Nice. Like there's freeze frames. Like it looks like it looks like a trailer from the 70s. And that's when this movie takes place. Um, it's Paul Giamatti back with Alexander Payne. So yes, hell yeah. Um, that should have been Giamatti's Oscar. Sorry, Jamie Fox. Um, <laughs> and he wasn't nominated, so I can't really be that upset. But you know, whatever. Sure. Uh, but no, that's he's a he's a sad sack professor who has to um, look after um, an orphan boy that's at a prep school on Christmas. It's and then um, Divine Joy Randolph is um, the uh, the other only other person at the school. I think she's not. I think she's the school nurse. And she's with them, and it's the three of them learning to bond over the holidays. Like, it's a simple premise, but I'm like, man, if he hits it, and he didn't write this one, which was also very curious. Huh, yeah. I forget who did, but um, I'm like, it looks it looks great. The trailer itself was like, that's what I wanted from Maestro. Like, I want to know, like, what this movie is, and I want there to be, like, some flourish to it. This looks like it's going for uh, 70s vibe. Awesome. That sounds great. I, I'm going to have to watch the trailer as soon as we're done recording, honestly. I actually got that when we had it uh, during my screening of Oppenheimer. Oh, wow. Yeah, you didn't get you haven't gotten it, huh? No, I've not seen it yet. OK, it looks cool. Like, it looks really funny. It looks really sad, but it looks really sweet. Like Giamatti looks, looks like he's got his fastball on this. Hell yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I love yeah. him. He's so Me good. Too. Yeah, like this isn't like over the top, like billions Giamatti. This is like this is sideways Giamatti. Nice. Nice. All right. What is your number one? Number one. You brought it up earlier, but Jeff Nichols is back. Woo! Bike riders. It, and here's the thing. I don't even like motorcycles. Like I'm not <laughs> a motorcycle guy, but uh, it's Jeff Nichols and he hasn't done anything in a long time and we're way overdue. And I've 
pretty much loved everything he's done. So I am very, very excited to see what he's cooked up this time around. And uh, yeah, it's it's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. What December a cast. 1st. Great cast. Yeah, man. I'm like, you know, good for Austin Butler. Like, um, you know, I mean, this was supposed to be like his real big. I mean, Elvis was the coming out party, but this was supposed to be like the victory lap. Uh, I'm ascending is to start him because he has Dune as well. But that's OK. Like, we, we still have this. And yeah. there's a lot to love, even though we haven't seen like one frame of footage, just like the one still of them, like kind of from afar. Right. Right. But it's him doing like the wild bunch, which hell yeah. Like Jeff Nichols is someone who I wish was making more stuff. I know he was trying to do an alien nation um, thing, but like right. that didn't work out. And then just, I don't know, like I probably just got the latest stuff because of the pandemic and uh, various entity shuffling. So wasn't, wasn't he attached for a while to do a spinoff of a quiet place? Yes. He, I think he was, he was hired to do it. And then at the last minute did not. And I forget yeah. who took that over, but that's the Lupita one, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I just know that he was supposed to do one. And like, that's probably what kept him like tied up these last couple of years. I'm guessing. But the good thing for him, he can if he if he's like back back, he can crank out movies pretty quick. I mean, he had Loving and Midnight Special in the same year before he disappeared, yeah. and yeah. then Mud was like right before that, and so on. Like yeah. he he works at a pretty good clip when he can. So I'm very happy to have him back. Absolutely. And then my number one is Killers of the Flower Moon. It's been number one or number two for years now, but we can finally <laughs> finally put it off the list. But it looks the trailer looked incredible. Both of them did. Um, Leo and Scorsese you can never go wrong. Yeah, like I, I honestly really, I don't, I don't think it'll happen. Like it won't put up Barbin, uh, I mean Barbin, it won't put up Oppenheimer numbers. But like, I'm hoping this is like a big enough hit just because of Leo at all, because he's still like one of a handful of people that can will a movie to over a hundred million dollars. Like, right, right, The Revenant made over a hundred million, and I'm sure that wasn't because of Inaritu. Right, right. Like, and I'm sure if Don't Look Up had made it to theaters, it would have cracked a hundred million. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think this is going to be the movie with like the most buzz around it, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the rest of the year. So, I mean, it's certainly possible. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not going to do Oppenheimer numbers, but the fact that Oppenheimer did as well as it did, um, maybe is a sign that more people want adult movies. So, hmm. And it, yeah, because it could have been just been like, oh, Oppenheimer's a fad because like, you know, it hitched their drive to Barbie. But like, you don't have those kind of legs if your movie isn't good and if people aren't responding to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's it, you can get maybe one, two weekends out of like a social media thing. But clearly people are digging it. Like I when I saw it, like I think week I saw it in the third week and, you know, my theater was still packed. Everyone was still into it. Yeah. Like nobody walked out because um, there wasn't more explosions. <laughs> Which was nice. It was like, oh, like they were like a couple of people hissed at uh, Downey at the right parts. I'm like, yeah, like we're doing this, man. Let's and do all it. all different demos too. Like my friend's uh, brother is, just turned 21. He was in Oppenheimer. I'm like, yeah, all right. Hell like, yeah. It, is, it isn't just a dad movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. But Flower Moon, I have a feeling, could be the same way. And you know, uh, De Niro, Leo, Lily Gladstone, I think is going to blow up really hard from this. And it just looks incredible. Like, just visually looks incredible. Yeah, for sure. Like, we did it. We finally got a new Scorsese. And I'm hoping it isn't long before we have to get another one. Eh, he's he's probably already in development, I'm sure. I'm like two or three things, I'm sure I'm sure as well. And, you know, like I said, mentioned earlier, he, he and Spielberg are producers on Maestro. 
I, yeah, that's true. I, I do wonder though if he's going to be able to get another ridiculously large budget for whatever he does next. I not think, that not that he needs it, but you know. I think if this hits enough, Apple will be like, eh, "Fuck it!" Like we're Apple. Like <laughs> yeah. even if I, even if we buy ESPN or something, we're going to be okay. We we can give Scorsese money because if it hits in theaters and does a big enough number, it's like okay. Well, let's see what else you got. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, like what? Like what other books are you trying to develop? What other? What other biographies you got? Yeah, I don't, or whatever. Like <laughs> they're they still seem like they're interested in doing big stuff. Like you know, if, if Napoleon hits too, I'm sure they'll be like, "Hey, Ridley, do you just want to like partner on this?" That could be a great one-two punch if those two both actually hit. That would be awesome. Yeah, with Villeneuve being out of like the director's race for the Oscars, I'm like, this is gonna be very fun because it's yeah. no like no one on Scorsese you can almost pencil in. Then I'm like, ooh, does does Ridley Scott like sneak in because Napoleon's, Napoleon's a big enough hit? Does Michael Mann? Like, yeah. Gerwig could like there's like the whole bunch of stuff. Absolutely. Were there any ones you're like, I kinda wanna put on my list, but like eh like we'll see what the word the word on the street is. There's a movie, uh, it did come up earlier in our conversation, uh, but it is the movie that definitely would have been on my list, except for I don't believe it's really happening, and oh. that is Aquaman 2. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The Lost Kingdom, I think. But, the Lost uh, Kingdom. It was on my list last year, and uh, of course it was delayed. There's not a shred of information or trailer or footage mm-hmm. or anything. There's no way this movie is coming out. I, I do not believe it's it. Turning. It's so weird, man. It's so strange. Is there, um, I don't know. There were like four big points you could have done. You could have done it with The Flash because it's a DC thing. You could have done it with Barbie because it's a big Warner Brothers thing. You could have done it with just Momoa hosting Shark Week, mm-hmm. which I'm like, I thought that's where this was headed. Like at the end, you're getting your first teaser at Aquaman or Blue Beetle. I'm like, nope, nothing. Not zilch. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. stunned. I would have thought that you would. they would have put something up because you already got Wonka. Yeah. Which is the same month. And you already got a trailer for the color purple, which is the same month. Yeah. Which that's an honorable mention for me too, actually. I mm-hmm. feel bad. I feel bad for not mentioning it uh earlier, but that looks good too. I don't know how it translated to a musical. I haven't seen the actual movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna be doing a massive Spielberg rewatch because I have all the DVDs now. Yeah. So I, I just for, I forget if it's good, but like I know the musical people seem to really like it and I like the performers in it. Right on. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's good. I hope so. Um, there's, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I kind of like left off? I mean, the Marvels I'm, I'm in, I'm into, but like, I, it's, I need to say, I, I, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be like fine. It could either be fine or it could actually be pleasantly surprising. Like I like Nia DaCosta. So I want to see what she does. Cause she said that she's like, uh, gotten to do stuff that like, uh, she's asked to do stuff for it that like, isn't normally in the Marvel box. So I'm like, okay. Hmm. And I like the um, actress who plays Kamala, uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala Khan. Like I like the Marvel show, well, I, most of the Marvel show, but I like her performance in it was terrific. Like that's someone I'm like, you're a star. Like in another world, she would have been like in a lot of really good teen movies and then elevated. Like she's got a really great personality and uh, and charisma, and I like her vibe. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. Um, I I don't. I, I, I it's I hard. It's hard to get excited about that sure. movie to be honest. I know. But. You I'm know. just saying for for me, like I'm like I'm like I'm like all right, I'll I'll probably enjoy this. It'll be like a solid outing. Like I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also forgot to mention like Dumb Money. I'm like half intrigued by, it, but I also don't like Craig Gillespie movies. Mm, yeah, like, some, some mix definitely. But I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I know. I'm like it has all the pieces, but like ever like that's what I felt about Pam and Tommy as well, and I couldn't get into that. I didn't like. I'm not an Itanya person. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. it seems like all the pieces are there. And I know what you're, uh, what he's, you know, what pieces are in his movies. And I know what vibe he's going for. It just doesn't connect with me. And I don't know mm. why. Like, yeah. uh, he gets a lot. I'm like, I want to see Dana's performance, especially because, like, Dana doesn't do comedy very often. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. And, like, I've heard a lot of, like, America Ferrera buzz on it. Yeah. Um, which, good for her. I'm excited. Like, she was great in Barbie. Um, yeah. So I'm like, maybe, but I'm like, but also it's a Craig Gillespie movie. So I'm like, I don't, and it wants to be the social network mixed with like the big short. And I'm like, we've had a lot of those and none of them have like found the secret sauce that either mm. of those movies had. Yeah. It's a I tough thing why. to replicate for sure. Yeah. Cause like, you know, and it's, I know it's from the same, the, the author that wrote the book was the same one who wrote accidental billionaires from social networkers based on, but I'm like, I don't, none of you guys are Sorkin. It's like, I don't, uh, or even McKay. We'll say yeah. what you want, but like, I don't know if either of you guys have that. I don't even have the juice to pull this off, but I want it to succeed because I yeah. like everybody, everybody in it for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, I will say also like with the, uh, with the writer's strike and, uh, you know, delays due to that. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say some of the, uh, the smaller films that are getting mm. delayed that they might just get delayed till December, in which case they're still a 2023 release. Um, I was thinking of that problemista, the A24 oh. film. That looks so good. I don't, I don't know if it's delayed to December or if it's all the way into 2024. I'm not sure. Um, also, Priscilla uh, looks yeah really good. Um, so it's just it's hard at... to say. It's hard to say with these. Actually, I think that's the uh, that's showing up at New York and Venice. I think so. We'll know very soon. Cool. That's another, that's another Apple, isn't it? I think so, because she did that on the rocks, and that was with Apple. So I think like they're they're quietly building, and like they're doing what Netflix and Amazon did like ten years ago. Yeah, and it was sort of abdicated. Yeah, um, that that would, uh, that foe. Oh yeah, speaking of Amazon, they had dropped the trailer for foe, and I'm like, that looks interesting. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are really excited about that. Um, and uh, I mean, technically, at the time of recording, Bottom still isn't out, and I'm very excited for that. It, it's not; it's in limited release. They're, oh. expand, they're expanding it over the next like two or three weeks. It's not okay. in Vegas yet, um, so I'm looking forward to that. And another thing that's very soon, um, although it's hard, it's always hard to tell with these movies. Uh, the Nun Two. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that friend of the show, Kayla Cooper. Kayla she, Cooper. Um, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I so with her involvement, I'm very hopeful that the nun two understands how ridiculous the nun one was. Because I mean, you saw the trailer. Yeah, it, it looks it looks like they're really playing it to the vest. Like you can't tell. Like, does this realize that this is silly or not? I, it's hard to tell with the trailers for these. The movies. magazine bit. I'm like, I you know I can't talk to her about it like on the show because she can't promote it. But like, yeah, uh, yeah I'm like Matt magazine bit. That's fucking cool. Yeah, so I I hope it knows how silly the first nun was, and it runs with that. Um, if it's just trying to be another Conjuring movie, then I don't know, but we'll see. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I trust her because after Megan, I'm like she she knows what she's doing. Like yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm sure she put all of her like Rams angst into that movie, so you know <laughs> it's all good. Um, nice. all right. Well, uh, aside from things you're looking forward to, what are some good things you've seen lately? Oh boy, what have I seen lately? That's always the hardest question. Even on my show, I never know what to say when people ask me what have I seen lately. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I liked Blue Beetle. I thought it was fun. Um, it was cute. My wife yeah. really loved it because she, she, she got like all the references. Like when they, um, Analita and Labario, she's like cracking up. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, you don't understand. Like I've seen like all those novella, like the novellas, like that the girl's been in. Oh yeah. my god! Like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it was fun. Um, I I loved Strays. I loved Meg too. Um, oh, Strays was good. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's great if you go in wanting a movie where dogs say fuck a lot. Like, if that's the movie you want, it's that movie. That's, you know, that is the movie I wanted. That's then, exactly what I wanted. Then you'll enjoy it. I, I don't okay. see what people wanted out of it other than that. Um, and one other movie I will mention uh, is Landscape with Invisible Hand, the new Corey Finley film, um, which I, Bad Education and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Thoroughbreds were two of my favorite movies of the years that they came out. I, I, this won't make my top 10. I will say it's, just, it's too out there and too weird for that, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's definitely really interesting, and I haven't stopped thinking about it since I watched it. Bad Education, is that's the Hugh Jackman one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that bad. Ed- okay, I just want to make sure. I was like, I don't want to be stupid and think it's like, oh yeah, the Hugh Jackman movie. And it's like, no, that that that, that bad education, a different bad so, education. So good, so good. Okay, um, I finally saw Asteroid City on Peacock. <laughs> right on. Uh, because I really loved it. Like, it's one of those that sat with me for a while. Like, I, at first I was like, okay, like I liked this, but like, eh. but then as I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of really good performances in this. I am in the minority on Asteroid City. I did not love it. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I love Wes Anderson, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's probably towards the bottom for me of his movies. It took a minute for me to like adjust to like the, the three different, like, um, not timelines, but the three different story threads, like Mm -hmm. the, this is the play, this is the writing of the play. And this is like the, like the performance of the play or whatever. Right. Right. Like the, the nest, like once I got through the Russian, the Russian nesting doll of it all, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm like, I was really in it for the performances and the clock, like which new Wes Anderson people like were good at doing Wes Anderson stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like Hanks, I'm like, I want to see him with a bigger part. Like there, yeah. he could de- like not be a Royal Tenenbaum, but could do something like that. He's great uh, in it for sure. Scar- Scarlett Johansson's got, got it down. Mm-hmm. Like she, she understands it. Um, who was, there was another, Oh, Margot Robbie was great. Like, in her yeah. scene, I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like, okay. Like yeah. you, you understand how to do West. Like it's not easy. Yeah. Like there, it's really not like some people just can't do it. Then you have Jeffrey Wright, who was like, he was born to do it. Oh yeah. He kills it. He's going to be in every Wes Anderson movie from now on, I think. Good. And, and he should be definitely. Yeah, no, good. I'm, I'm happy. And, um, was there anything else I saw that I was like that? Um, I mean, I caught up on a couple like uh, like Pearl. I finally saw the whale. I finally saw which we did not like the whale. After mm-hmm. Sun, I really liked. Yeah, other than that, a Blue Beetle, Barbie, and Oppenheimer are the three big things I saw in theaters that I really enjoyed. Right on. All yeah. right, well, where can the good people find you, David? Oh, they could find piecing it together on all the podcast apps and follow me on social media at piecing pod. And I just recently put out an album of songs about my dogs and cats. It's called the pup pups. And you can Yay. find that on streaming on uh, my website by David And uh, I just started putting out some music videos from it. It's a very ridiculous, but very fun uh, little project for animal lovers. Oh, that's awesome, man. And I'm sure you'll be back in like late December, early January to preview 2024. God help us. Let's do it. Let's I do don't it. know what 2024 will look like. I have no clue. It's going to be very strange because a lot of things either got moved or not finished. So no yeah. way I'm looking at you. Not finished. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell knows? We'll find out.
Exactly. You have yourself a wonderful weekend. I look forward to listening to your show. I love it every week. Um, and you take care, sir. And hopefully we get some good movies this year. Sounds like a plan. Thank you. Take care. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Shanti Talese over there on LA Pod Financial. Again, make sure to follow LA Pod Financial, subscribe to their podcast, great show. And uh, while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together. We got a lot of episodes on the way, a whole bunch already recorded, and we will be recording more soon. And I'm sure we'll get Chauncey back on the show soon, too. Uh, I already told you about all the things to follow and the things to click on and the things to do at the top of the show, although we do have a Patreon, so uh, don't forget about that. Produced by David Rosen Patreon. Lots of great content over there. But let's close this out with a piece of music. And we're talking about our most anticipated things of the rest of the year. So, why don't I play something from my new album that will be coming out October 6th. And it is a film score album. This isn't one of my uh, regular albums of uh, specifically made for, you know, listening to as an album songs, like individual songs. This is a score uh, for a horror film called Blind Malice from director Chris Johnson. And I uh, recently uh, have been putting up Jacqueline on the Patreon as an exclusive, which is also a Chris Johnson film. And back in 2020, I released uh, the score for Beater, which is also a Chris Johnson film. We've done a lot of stuff together. Uh, But this one felt like it definitely deserved its own full-fledged release. So I'm putting this one out just in time for the Halloween season. And lots of great creepy music on this thing. And uh, yeah, it's going to be available October 6th. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I hope this will make all of your most anticipated releases of the fall 2023 uh, season lists and things like that. But let's play a track from it. Uh, I'm going to play a track called She's Coming Part 2, which uh, actually Part 1 is from the Daisy score. Uh, So I thought it would be a fun little Easter egg for anybody who follows all of these collaborations I've done with Chris Johnson. Uh, But this is She's Coming Part 2, again, from the film Blind Malice. Hope you enjoy it. It'll be out October 6th, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.